This is the Under Pressure Podcast. Every week, wherever you get your podcasts, we have guests on to talk about their careers from a different angle. So remember to keep up to date with us on Instagram and Twitter at underpressure one underscore and Under Pressure Podcast on Facebook. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Under Pressure Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jake Barker. This podcast is brought to you by The Inner Sanctum, which you can check and find on all social media platforms, as well as you can read all our magnificent stuff at theinnersanctum.com.au. Now to today's show. Uh, today's guest uh, was drafted with pick 56 in the 2000 National Draft, played 249 games, 210 of those for the Bulldogs and 39 for the Ds, kicking 34 goals in that time. He was also a Charles Sutton medalist, as a judge, the best and fairest for the Bulldogs in the 2008 season. Daniel Cross, welcome to the Under Pressure podcast. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm a, I was a fair few goals off, buddy, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone's getting compared to him now, aren't they? <laughs> I'm sure you, I'm sure you've got a memory of each of those goals, though. So he might have forgotten a couple. <laughs> That's right. That's I had to work hard for all of them. <laughs> I have no, I have no doubt you would have. Um, yeah. Just to get things started, what are you doing with yourself at the moment? Yeah, so um, I'm working at um, North Melbourne Footy Club. So um, once I finished playing at Melbourne, um, I went straight into working in the high performance area with um, with Melbourne. Um, I did my sports science degree um, when I was playing. So I came out of year 12 and started that straight away. Um, did exercise science at um, at ACU. Um, took me about eight years to do, um, <laughs> but it was worth definitely worthwhile. Um, yeah, I, I'm really passionate about the um, strength and conditioning side um, of sport, and um, yeah, so I um, worked at Melbourne for five years, and unfortunately lost my job um, through COVID. Um, yeah. So um, had the year off last year, um, working um, professionally with a with a club. But um, luckily, at the end of um, at last season, um, a few opportunities opened up there, and um, yeah, I um, landed the job as the reconditioning coordinator um, there. So um, yeah, it's been it's been great. Our our whole team, our strength and conditioning and medical team is new. Um, oh, okay. So. Everyone's come from from different clubs, um, so it's been it's been really enjoyable. Um, yeah, everyone's bringing their new ideas from from what they've done at their previous clubs, and um, yeah, we've we've gelled well together. So um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been good. Boys got their first win uh, last week, and um, we're off and rolling. So um, so yeah, away we go. Yeah, it certainly was pretty exciting. Get the get the first win on the board last weekend. Is there has the conditioning sort of been something uh, you sort of touched on a little bit that you've always been passionate about, right from a very young age, even through through your AFL career? Yeah, no, absolutely, Jake. I um, I I was really lucky. I grew up in Aubrey, um, so Aubrey's a you know as a kid we were just um, we were so lucky to have um, so many different options of sport um, to choose from. Um, it's a, it's a really strong area uh, for junior sport. And um, so, yeah, played footy, cricket, basketball, athletics. And um, yeah, I remember um, when I, when I made my first, I was lucky enough to make the, the New South Wales side um, in the footy and 
we were playing up in Darwin. The, the carnival was up in Darwin. And I remember when we got selected from the carnival that we played, the coaches said, oh, make sure you guys do some, some running, um, you know, <laughs> some extra running other than your junior training because it's going to be hot up there. Yeah. Um, I took that really literally. And um, I remember every night I got home from school, I'd, I'd go for a run with dad uh, every single night. And um, yeah, it just sort of grew from that. I think um, I remember, yeah, dad was a really good country footballer up there and um, you know, footy was always in my blood. Um, so um, yeah, as I said, I played yeah cricket and basketball. So yeah, just enjoyed so many different sports and um, yeah, as I've grown older, you know, really enjoy the NFL and um, the American sports, the college systems, um, pretty amazing. Um, you know, the, the funds that those colleges get, but the facilities and um, oh, yeah, I just, find that all, I just find it all awesome. Um, yeah. And you know, just really appreciate, um, you know, what those type of athletes can do. Um, oh, yeah. They just, so different to us, um, the power and speed that, um, you know, they have all compared to me anyway, <laughs> what I was. Um, but, um, yeah, I just really enjoy watching those guys play. And so, yeah, I, I just have a real fascination with, you know, how the body works and um, maximising what you've got. And that's sort of how I um, forged a career, really. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you've got to have some sort of talent to, to be selected first, but um, to stay on the list, um, mm. it was my physical attributes um, that sort of kept me there. So, you know, my, my passion just grew more and more from that. And the high performance managers that I worked under um, had really close relationships with those guys and, you know, still talk to those guys a lot. Um, they're great mentors. Um so, yeah, I was just, just picking their brains and that. And, um, yeah, so it's sort of just evolved, yeah, as you said, from from when I was a young guy. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, that's an amazing, like, that's a huge story. And that's amazing. Like, so it's sort of drawn right from when you were young and all the way to um, your, um, your career now. So that, that's awesome. Uh, that's really great to hear. Um, just to start with, um, let, let's take a look at uh, uh, even before you got drafted. Um, did you find yourself... Did you have any injuries before you even started your AFL career and that sort of sort of halted the uh, process of getting drafted? Yeah. Um, I remember when I was, I was 15, um, just turned 15, and um, I was trialling for the, the New South Wales team. Um, it was in Canberra. Um, I remember I drove up with Dad um, in, the, in the morning and... Um, yeah, the game was underway and got about, you know, halfway through the game. Um, well, I'd just been just before half time, And, um, yeah, I remember I was at, at the bottom of the pack and um, one of the bigger kids um, fell directly <laughs> on, my, um, on my arm. So snapped my radius in two, basically. And uh, <clears throat> we ended up staying an extra couple of nights, ended up having to have surgery and had a pin inserted um, into the radius and, um, yeah, I was, I was devastated at the time, um, missed out on that carnival, um, yeah. missed out on, you know, um, you know, basketball carnivals and, um, my team that I was playing with, um, St. Patrick's juniors, you know, they won the flag that year as well. And, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty shattering, but I think looking back, I, I was a pretty skinny kid. Um, so, um, you know, 
with being not being able to you know run around and do what I, I'd normally do, um, whilst it was dev- devastating at the time, I was able to actually put on some weight um, during <laughs> that. Um, so it probably it probably helped me um, in the long run. You know, just for the years coming up um, before that, I was, yeah, I was able to put on a little bit a little bit of size because yeah, I was uh, yeah, as I said, I, I was pretty skinny, so. Um, yeah, put on some size. So yeah, there's there's pros and cons. Um, you take uh, yeah, take the good. Um, yeah, that was that was probably the you know the the one that sticks out in my mind. Yeah, breaking my arm uh, when I was fifteen. Yeah, no, it certainly would, especially uh, as, as a young fella. You'd be you'd be feeling and watching all your all your mates put go out there and play a little bit. Like, how did you? I don't I, I don't know if you <laughs> remember back in the day, but. How was the rehab? Do you remember the rehab for that sort of stuff? Was it um, did it sort of hinder you in the longer run? Um, I remember I, I had a cast on, so it was right up to my um, bicep, so it was around the elbow. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So I had that on for three months. I was in that, um, and geez, my arm stunk when, I, when they took it off. <laughs> oh, oh, they're awful, aren't they? Those, <laughs> those, yeah um because you know i was still trying to run around and, and do things um but yeah obviously couldn't that arm but um yeah so i was it'd get uh it'd get sweaty and so forth but um yeah i remember when i took when we eventually took the cast off and they took the pin out my arm was just so stiff for such a long time so i actually lost um quite a bit of range in my wrist um being oh, able wow. to rope it and flex and extended it took me um a fair bit of time to get that range back um so yeah i remember yeah the physio um that we were seeing um yeah gave me a heap of exercises to do and i was just you know working really hard at that um day in day out um you know because i wanted to get back to you know playing cricket through the summer and 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 footy for next year so um Yeah. yeah so yeah, that was the extent of uh, of the rehab. Just you know, doing those exercises once I was out. Um, yeah, of uh, of the cast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, um, when you were getting drafted, was it uh, um, obviously? Yeah, obviously, each player has like a a report and whatnot. Was it a hindrance to any other club that sort of sort of saw you with the, with the, uh, the broken radius or whatever? No clubs. No. Sort of, uh, yeah. No, I um. Yeah, it was it was a couple of years before um, I was sort of in that range to get drafted. A um, couple of years after, so um, yeah, that next year when I was sixteen, I, I played um, I played in the reserves for my home team, the Aubrey Tigers. Um, yeah. Started thirds and then played in the seconds. Um, yeah, which was really great playing against you know fully grown men. And then the year after, um, I played at Murray Bush Rangers um, when I was seventeen and got drafted out of there. So. Um, through my yeah, when I was 16, 17, didn't have any injuries. Um, so I was able to play full seasons then. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was lucky. So um yeah, didn't uh, didn't have any hindrance hindrance at all. No, no, that's 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 good to hear. Good to hear when getting into an AFL club. Obviously, we know it's uh, it's pretty hectic when once you uh, step foot into a into the AFL system for the first time. Um Let's go into into the career very very early on. What was the first sort of experience you had um, with an injury while you were uh, at, at the football club at, at the Dogs? Yeah, um, 
Yeah, so in my in my first year, um, as I said before, I, I um I was a maniac. Like I, I just loved training. I just absolutely <laughs> loved it. Um, as I said, it was my one wood. Um, you know, my ability to, to work harder than the next person was what was going to keep me in the system. Um, so I was doing too many extras. Um, you know, trying. To, um, be up the front in the running so I ended up um, getting some stress fractures in my feet um, yeah just overdoing it it was at the end of yeah my first pre-season um, so I think I missed um, you know maybe seven or eight weeks of that first part of my first year um, mm. I was doing year 12 in that year um, anyway so I mean obviously wanted me to to play but um Finishing off my school was the most important thing um, you know, to get done, um, so to get that out of the way. And um, so it wasn't the worst thing. I, um, yeah, it probably taught me um, a, a few lessons um, of listening um, to coaches yeah. when they think you've done enough, you, you've probably done enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, uh, that was that was my that was my first um, initiation, um, yeah, with a with injury. Um, but probably my first major um, injury once I was into the senior team was, um, I think it was yeah, two thousand and seven. So I um, it was probably the most painful injury I had too. Um, you know, just instant pain. Um, I ruptured my MCL. Um, yeah. in my, so um, I remember, um, yeah, Peter Street. Um, remember Peter Street, big. Uh, I was a cat's man, so I know Peter Street. Yeah, so, so he fell across my knee. Um, he didn't get the memo that uh, the big ruckman are supposed to stay on their feet. So um, yeah, <laughs> diving for the ball. Um, it was at a stoppage, and yeah, he went to go to ground and. I stayed up and yeah, just fell across my knee. Um, oh. So yeah, I, um, that was yeah, that was really painful. And um, after the stress fracture that I had, as, as I said, in my first year, and um, up until that point in two thousand and seven, so that was two thousand one to two thousand and seven, I hadn't missed any footy in between there. So I'd had a really good run. Yeah. yeah. Up until then. Um, so yeah, that was that was probably yeah my first major injury that really yeah put the brakes on me for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And I bet you didn't let Peter Straight forget that one for sure. <laughs> oh, he's not doing any justice for the ruckman who uh, they say they're clumsy, but uh, oh well. You're listening to the Under Pressure Podcast. Well, moving to the rehab side of it, then. Um, how how did you go with the rehab? Obviously, probably being. Uh, your first real um, injury um, to go through any sort of rehab. How how were you as a rehabber, and um, did you sort of did you cut any corners, or were you pretty much straight down the line, wanted to get everything done, and maybe it'd be even done in a couple of weeks earlier? Yeah, no, that was definitely my mindset. Um, wanted to get back as as quickly as possible, like most guys would. Um, it was interesting in that same game, um, Ryan Griffin, um, he got twisted in a tackle and he actually injured his knee um, about 20 minutes after I did. Um, so he, uh, he tore some meniscus in his, in his knee. Um, so, so in a sense, um, that was a, it was a good thing for both of us because um, we attacked our rehab hard every day together. 
Um, so I had someone to work with. Um, so yeah, um, we had that mindset of you know leaving no stone unturned, um, get back as quickly as possible, and um, yeah, we we're both in in braces, um, so non-operative, um, just conservative management. Um, so yeah, I, I was in the brace yeah for, I think for five weeks, um, and then took the brace off and had started you know intro run um, back into it, and then. I remember that, yeah, it was happened really quick. Um, yeah, at the end of that second week of back running, I was out training with one of the coaches. We, at that stage, we didn't really have a designated rehab coordinator. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's it. That we do these days. Um, so I was, I was training with one of the coaches and, uh, yeah, we were going through some, you know, hard drills, some hard footy drills. And um, he thought I was moving well. Um and I felt like, like I really surprised myself. Um, wasn't expecting <laughs> to be moving like I was. Um, and then he, we were playing two days later, and he said, "Oh, you reckon you you could play?" And I said, oh, "I'll give it a shot." <laughs> um, so I ended up playing. Not going to um, say so, no. <laughs> yeah, I had the brace off for a week and a half, and I was back playing. But I think the good thing that I had, um, as I said, I I hadn't missed any footy really for you know, six years in between then. So I had a really good base of, of running behind me. Um, yeah, my leg strength was was good at that stage. Obviously, I, I'd wasted away a little bit with that, um, having the brace on. Um, but I, I remember I had the TENS machine on, you know, three, four times a day um, for, my, for my quads. And um, yeah, we didn't we didn't have quite have the equipment that we have now. I remember we were on the um, we're on the grinder every single day. We're in the pool pretty much every single day because we couldn't you know bike or run or do anything like that. So we were both smashing ourselves on those. Um, so yeah, that that kept kept me fit enough. And um, yeah, it was probably a little bit rushed, um, but uh, yeah, that that's as I said earlier, that was that was the mindset um, of both of us. Um, and I think Griff, um, his his injury being a meniscus injury was, you know, probably worse than mine. Um, so I think he returned maybe a couple of weeks later. Um, but we yeah both got back um, to finish off the season, which was good. Ah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, obviously unlucky uh, to begin with, but sort of lucky at the same time. Obviously, not everyone usually gets that training partner. Usually, you have to you have to do all this stuff on your own and. Uh, it, it can be pretty uh, it can be pretty off-putting for sure yeah. seeing all the guys training and, and whatnot so in a way uh, even though it was unlucky to get injured it was yep. lucky that you were both both there sort of working together and I'm sure you gave him a bit of support once you're out there and <laughs> told him to see you'll see him in a couple of weeks time for sure <laughs> yeah I for a couple of weeks but yeah now you got back in time yeah uh, that, uh, that's good to hear uh, that's good to hear would you say that was the the biggest injury of your career or can you can you think of another one um that you had yeah i was i was um i was pretty lucky like i um through my professional career i um i remember i had a, an overload of my adductor um it was in that same year 2007 at the start of that year um, i only missed a week with it but that was the only soft tissue injury that i'd i'd had didn't have any calves quad hammies or so um i was lucky in that sense but um, had a had a few joint injuries, so I, I ruptured my AC joint um, 
in 2012. Uh, I think that was about round 15 or something. So I missed the rest of the season uh, with that. Had a yeah, surgery um, with that to fix it up. Um, but probably I didn't really miss any games with it, but um, I had both my ankles reconstructed um, two weeks apart um, at the end of 2009. So um, it was it was about round uh, 19. Um, I remember, yeah, we were playing West Coast at, at Eddie Had or Marvel. Um, I remember going up for a mark and um, coming down and I felt something crunch in my ankle. Um, and I tried to run off and my ankle just locked up immediately. And um, yeah, I, I jogged off and um, yeah, I, I, um, I can't remember whether I came back on or not, but um, yeah, at the end of the game, went and got a scan and I chipped off some cartilage. Um, so I had a, had a scope. We were, I think we were second or third on the ladder at that stage. And um, so I had a little arthroscope and then, um, yeah, they'd obviously done an MRI on that um, ankle, as I said, and um, they'd found that all three um, lateral ligaments were ruptured. Um, and that was just over, like, that was just over time. It didn't happen in that incident, but I was yeah. just, um, I was well known for rolling my ankles just on the you know, like most, yeah, like nothing would really happen, but I'd just roll over. Bob Murphy used to call like they were made out of um, paper mache. Like they'd just roll out like so easily. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I was, I, I only missed two games of that and came back uh, the last round and we, yeah, we played finals we made the prelim and um, unfortunately didn't quite make it to the grand final, but um, yeah, when the season finished, um, the plan was to have that reconstructed. Um, they said, Oh, well, let's go have a look at your other ankle, see what that's like. And sure enough, all three lateral lig ligaments were gone in that side as well. So um, I had, uh, had the right one done first and then two weeks later um, had the left one done. So that was, I was, uh, we moved our, um, we had a, um, a sofa bed and we moved that into the lounge room and I was basically on the couch for a month. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't move, I didn't move basically. I couldn't, I was in so much pain because um, it was, yeah, they did a lot of work in there. And um, yeah, so I thank David Young for uh, <laughs> me up. Um, yeah, I've spent a bit of time with, uh, with David over the years, but um, yeah, he, he did a great job and um, yeah, that, that uh, next year I um, didn't miss a game. Yeah. I was, um, yeah, worked really hard at my rehab. Um, I, it was just when game readies were starting to come out and I, I bought, I bought one myself. Um, Cause I, yeah, I just wanted to get back as soon as I can. So I ended up yeah buying one and um, bought the double hose. So I had them both, both locked on. Uh, both going. Yeah. Nice. Just non-stop and yeah, kick the wife out of the bed for a couple of months and bit of a man's just, friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because I'd have it on at night and uh, she couldn't stand it. So yeah, out she went and um, yeah, came with. Um, so yeah, that was probably that was probably the um, the longest and hardest rehab that I had to do. Um, doing that both of them at the same time um but um yeah worked hard at it and um yeah played the preseason games and 
played that next season. So it was, um, yeah, it all worked out well. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, what you did with the with the rehab made it made it all work out. So you were right, ready to go. Was it hard doing? Um, I mean, obviously, they probably did it two weeks apart, so then you could sort of do the rehab almost at the same time. But usually, it would just be obviously one. How how did yeah. you do both ankles sort of being rehabbed at the same time? Was it a bit different than your average well, rehab? Yeah, it was just a lot of hours spent, you know, particularly in those early stages, um, you know, doing the, you know, the little things, um, you know, all the TheraBand exercises and, you know, mini band and all that, all that sort of stuff. Um, the proprioception work at the start was just, you know, very time consuming, but I knew how important it was, um, yeah, for when I started back running. So, um, yeah. Um, is just you know that mindset of leaving no stone unturned, and you know that was the idea of of buying the the game ready machine, and just to progress me forward um, as quickly as I could. Um, so yeah, I think um, a, a good uh, we we had planned. Um, we went over to the states for a few weeks um, that year, me and my wife and uh, one of my best mates, and um, we uh, I was on crutches um, pretty much the whole time, but. Yeah, we were in New York and you do so much walking there. Um, I was say, your forearms would have been... Yeah, but it was actually really good for, for my rehab because, um, you know, I was at that stage, you know, where I was starting to, you know, introduce, um, you know, walking and, and a lot of leg strength um, exercises. Um, mm -hmm. You know, San Francisco, I'm not sure if you've been there, but it's very hilly and trying to get up and down the hills there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was actually, yeah, really good for me. So, um, so yeah, I, um, yeah, that was uh, that was part of my rehab going to the states. So, um, yeah, it was good. I mean, if I could make a, my part part of my rehab going to the states, I think everyone would everyone would get injured probably, get a bit of a trip. But no, that, no, it's good, good to hear. Um, uh, you talk about rehab. You talk about different um, people uh, as well. You, you obviously had. Um, Ryan Griffin there with you. Um, did you take anything maybe from him or from others in what others did when they were pre like preparing or that, whatever they did during their rehab that you thought that'll work for me? Or did you sort of just have your own routine that you sort of stuck to that, that worked for you? Yeah, like, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I was like a sponge. Like if someone suggested I try something, um, I'd, I'd try it. Um, I'd try to do it. Um, yeah, if, if that got me back one week earlier, then I was willing to give it a go. And um, yeah, that there's yeah the game ready got mentioned to me, so I'm like, yep, I'll buy it. Um, yeah, I remember um, I bought an alkaline water machine. Um, yeah, like just you know, just because it was you know gonna, and it was around that time as well. Um, just because it was you know more healthy for my body. Um, um, yeah, with with my knee at the time, um, well, the MCL that I mentioned earlier, um, a few guys had, had been seeing this this guy. His name was Peter Peter Ruddy. He, um, he had these. It, it was acupuncture, but it wasn't the normal needles. Um, you know, the the small ones. These things were like pole vaults. Like they were massive, like <laughs> big, uh, big needles. And he was. Um, I remember going to see him um week after week um 
you know, sticking these needles in through my knee. And it was the worst 30 minutes of my, uh, of my week. But um, yeah, I remember, yeah, a few guys had been seeing him and um, I thought, oh, I'll give, give that a try. And whether that helped me get back early, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, um, you know, just, just picking up things along the way. Um, absolutely. Give it a try. Um, you know, as long as it's all uh, above board, um, yeah, I'll, um, I'll try anything. Um, I, I remember, yeah, my first year at Melbourne, I fractured my fibula and we were making the bone broth um, at home. And even though it stunk out the house, um, <laughs> if it helped me, um, then I'd try it. So, yeah, um, yeah, willing to, to give every, anything a go. And, um, yeah, if it, if it helps you, then uh, absolutely give it a try. Oh, no doubt about it. I've tried tried many things, obviously, yeah. with, with my three knees. I've tried try everything. Uh, anything that will get you back quicker is, is the best way to go, I think. And obviously, as you said, by by the rules but <laughs> yeah certainly uh certainly uh done a few done a few different things that's for sure now you, you touched on um melbourne there um compare it i mean i don't i know you probably don't like to compare um clubs and whatnot but like how was the uh the training facilities and stuff compared um from the from the dot from your time at the dogs from to your time at the days obviously you mentioned the fibula there how, how was the processes different yeah. Um, well, yeah. My my first initiation at uh, at the Bulldogs um, at Whitten Oval, it uh, the facilities there were pretty bad. <laughs> it was like um, it was like us and yeah, Arden Street, like yeah, North Melbourne, um, where I am now. They were probably the two worst facilities, but um, they had character about them. Um, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were obviously pretty lean on. Um, you know, for, for our facilities and what was available to us. Um, but I, I actually love that about the place. Um, but at, I think it was the end of 2008, we got the, the new facility was built, what they've got um, now. So, yeah, that was amazing. Um, it was like a kid in a candy store. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Like all this upgraded gear and um, brand new, brand new facility. Um, that was awesome. Um, so, yeah, the dogs facility now is, is great. Um, yeah, definitely uh, be up there um, throughout the competition um, at Melbourne. Um, so we, we trained in at Amy stadium, um, which was great. Um, the thing there was we, we'd share with Melbourne storm um, and Melbourne victory. Um, yeah. So there's three professional teams and, and the rebel rebels are in there too, the rugby union side. So oh, yeah, true. Yeah, so it was pretty busy, um, but it was actually really cool. Um, yeah, getting to meet the other athletes, um, like the yeah, the the soccer guys. Um, you know, the, a lot of their work was done out on the field. They didn't spend a heap of time in the gym, but the rugby guys, they the Storm guys, they're in there all the time um, and watching <laughs> their sessions. It was awesome. Um, it was really good. So. Um, yeah, we had the, the gym there had to cater for, for all um, three or four teams. So it was, you know, really good setup. Um, we had the indoor pool there as well. Um, we didn't have that at the Dogs. Um, we'd go down to Vic Uni and use the facility there. Um, but yeah, Amy Park was, was good. Um, yeah, so 
they were pretty pretty comparable um, the two facilities and, and now Melbourne's obviously gone out to they've gone out to Casey Fields and they've got their new high performance area there um, which looks great I hadn't um, it wasn't finished whilst I was there so I haven't actually been inside it but seen a few video clips of it and it looks looks pretty awesome so um, yeah they've set themselves up um, well um, there so yeah I mean yeah at all professional teams you're pretty lucky with with what you get no definitely I, I think it's something that sort of obviously makes sense but sort of progressed over time um and, yeah. it, and it always was going to yeah, people the the knowledge that people gain and then obviously the machines and then everything sort of builds on to having these as you said high high performance centers and uh, and and even pools and like every any sort of thing to to progress you as a as a player i think teams are uh, all for these days when you probably they teams probably didn't have um, the dollars back then to, to actually do what they can do now. So it, it's good to see that the, the clubs are, are forking out to sort of keep their players at a, at a good standard. This is the Under Pressure Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Some advice to some some younger, some, some of the younger generation, even up and coming um, sports star, sportsmen, sportswomen, um, yep. in any sport, what, what sort of advice... Um, would you give them coming into um, their specific code and um, yeah. how to sort of take it all on board? Yeah, I think, um, as we mentioned before, um, just leaving no stone unturned, um, really, whether that's, you know, getting back from an injury or, or whether that's, you know, forging, forging a career, um, you know, try different methods that we spoke about um, that might be suggested to you, um, you know, use the experts um, around you. Um, you know, it's pretty hard to get a, a job in the industry. So, you know, a lot of them are the best of the best. Um, you know, so so trust in those people um, that you've got around you. Um, and, and really, um, like, every day matters. Um, you know, you can't really have days off. Like, even if it is your day off, um, every single day matters you know you got to progress yourself um and have that mindset of getting better um each day um so yeah unfortunately there's no shortcuts um in professional sport um and it's it's more when you're away from the coaches and and when no one's watching it's it's the little things that you do um you know our brain will always take us down the path of of least resistance (laughs) um so you know it's very easy to fall into traps of um you know taking the easy road but um you know if you if you want to come back from an injury um say um for instance and and perform straight away um you know prevent a subsequent injury um you know you've got to tick every little box um possible and um you know even before an injury um see age old saying prevention is better than cure. Um, so doing the work now and doing it well, um, you know, train with intensity um, and purpose. And more often than not, you'll find that that'll hold you in good stead. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, a few, a few of those things, um, you know, should hold, should hold um, aspiring athletes, um, you know, yeah, in, in good stead um, if they're looking to, uh, to go down that path. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, it's not a not an easy road as, as some people, like some young people, would sort of 
think oh yeah AFL player yeah must be pretty must be pretty nice just going to play football on the weekend and whatnot but there's so much there's so much extra hard work um done and in in all sports as well not just not just AFL but yeah I think it's um there's so much more behind it than just going to kick a footy on a weekend or um anything like that so there is a lot a lot of uh a lot of extra extra work that needs to be done whether that be on field off field um interesting like whilst whilst you're in it you think it's you think it's so hard and it is like the training is you know everything revolves around um you know getting the absolute best out of yourself but i'd do anything to go and do it again like honestly and and, you know everyone's different um you know some people wouldn't want to do it again but you know um you know because you know it is hard but you know, I think now, and you know, I work with the guys. Um, you know, it looks like they're having a bad day. They're, you know, they're sore and all that sort of stuff. And I, yeah, I, I'd give anything to to do it again. It's it's seriously to be a professional athlete. You know, you're playing a sport that you've loved as a kid usually, um, and you're getting paid to do it. Um, it's pretty awesome. Um, and you think about you know other things going on around the world, you know, it's it's a very um, very fortunate um, and privileged position that you you find yourself in as a professional athlete. So um, yeah, even though you think the 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 work might be hard and, and trying to get there to do it, um, you know, it's all worth it. It definitely is all worth it. Um, yeah, and try and stay in as long as you can. <laughs> that's the one and doing all this hard work will uh will keep you in the game longer than longer than not so now that, that's awesome great great little bit of insight there mate um now with your work with your work at north melbourne obviously doing the reconditioning do you take much of what you you, you did in your playing days into what you do um with the guys now at north yeah yeah i mean that's that's probably um that's probably the advantage that I have, um, you know, having played um, the game, um, you know, having that empathy for for the players and what they're going through. And um, my body can't quite do what I what I used to do um, when I was, you know, when I first came out of the game and working at Melbourne. Um, you know, I just love doing everything with the players, but um, you know, being able to train with them and and push them um, to get back and be the best version of themselves. Um, you know, is, you know, what really drives me in, in my job at the moment. Um, I, and I absolutely love my job. Um, so, yeah, like a big part of my program is the, um, you know, sports-specific skills component. Um, so um, functional conditioning, um, you know, just not running laps and running intervals. It's, you know, very specific. So I, I really enjoy um, doing that and, you know, using drills from, you know, what I did um, as a player and um, yeah, it's something that I really like to do and, you know, in the gym um, using old exercises that, that I liked and, um, you know, they're still relevant. Um, <laughs> yeah, talking exactly. About, talking about the leg extension and the leg curl, um, but you know, I think later in my career that you learn off um, other strength coaches and, and those types of things. Um, you know, able to bring them in um, to my reconditioning program. So, um, yeah, that's um, that's one of my big advantages. You know, there might be 
people with um, you know masters and, and all those sorts of things. And you know, I've got my sports science degree, but you know, I had 15 years of experience playing um, that you know a uni student wouldn't have. So um, that's that's what I you know, like to bring to the table in, in my role. Um, and yeah, just try to do that to the to the best of my ability. Yeah, nothing beats the uh, the real life real life experience. That's for sure. Like obviously, having played so many years, the amount of insight and different things that you can give these players, um, an up and coming team looking looking the goods at the moment. A lot of young players you can have a bit of an impact on as well, which is which is wonderful too. So you can um, give all your knowledge out to them, which is which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, with uh, with the, obviously the clubs that you, you played for, do you have a bit of a, a allegiance to uh, any of the? Obviously, you're at North, so you probably can't. You're probably a North man through and through. At yeah. the moment, are you very much do you split down three ways now that you've got North? Yeah. Well? <laughs> well, it's interesting. I, I actually barracked for North Melbourne when I was a kid. So um, oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm full circle to uh, back to North. Um, yeah, my dad was a North Melbourne supporter, so I um, yeah. Just automatically, yeah, did what he did and followed them. So um, I was pretty happy as a kid in the nineties. I won a couple of flags and oh, for sure, had stars uh, stars everywhere in that side. Um, no doubt. Yeah, um, it was interesting last year. Both my teams played in the uh, in the grand final, so that was that was a hard one. I'd obviously freshly come out of Melbourne and worked closely with pretty much all those players, and yeah, uh, yeah it was great to see them win um, the flag. Um, you know, they've been searching for for so long, so that was that was great um, to see. It was it was hard not being you know directly part of it, um, mm. but yeah, it was still still very happy for for a lot of those people um, to be part of that success. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, all up, I'd spent seven years at, at Melbourne, but yeah, I'd spent thirteen years at the Dogs. I'm a life member there. Um, probably you know. They were the ones that took the chance on me um, when I was a kid, and um, you, know, you, you just automatically fall in love um, with the place um, that you go to, and you pretty much spend um, every day there. Um, and to do that for for a long time, um, yeah, I've probably got the the softest spot for for the dogs, um, but definitely, yeah, Melbourne holds a you know. A special place in my heart. Um, they gave me another opportunity to con- continue playing, um, and then the the opportunity to to go into a, the industry that I wanted to. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't thank them enough for that opportunity. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't really answered your question, but um, nah, yeah. you, you, you've done pretty well. A lot of people, <laughs> others would skirt further around. So you've done really yeah. well with that, I reckon. Yeah. No. Yeah, but obviously, obviously at the moment um, at North, so I'm I'm gunning for us to to move our way up the ladder. Um, you know, continual improvement. Um, you know, it, it'll be a long build. It reminds me a lot of when I first went to Melbourne. Um, I think it was second last on the table um, when we got there, and, and Paul. That's when Paul Ruse came to the club, and um, yeah. you know, being part of that um, of that move back up the ladder. It. Um, yeah, it does remind me a lot of that. And they're bringing in young guys like they were at the time at Melbourne. So hopefully at the end of it, there's a there's a premiership. Um, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be nice to see. Yeah, things sort of syncing up a little bit there. It's kind of, kind of a bit of right. Freaky Friday sort of stuff there. <laughs> it's a bit similar, which is good. Uh, you, yeah. 
just just on just on North at the moment, a lot of young guys obviously at the club. Is there a few that are obviously a few standouts there for you, or do you are there? Well, they're obviously all doing great work, but is there those that have taken the extra steps as of late? Um, yeah, there's 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 some really impressive guys um, performers over the preseason. Um, Trish, Tristan um, Cherry. Or Jerry, however you say it, Big X. <laughs> he was uh, he's been spoken about a lot. He um, you know, he was really impressive the 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 work that he was able to do. Um, the one that leads from the front, um, that I that I see the most and did all off season and preseason was Jai Simkin. Um, he's really impressive. Um, you know, super fit, um, works hard, really hard, um, good leader as well. Um. Uh, Luke Davies Uniac, um, he's pretty special um, to watch. I, you know, he's he's got so much growth left in his game. Um, he can um, he can definitely go to um, you know the types of levels that um, you know see the elite guys at. Um, he has those attributes, I reckon. Um, and so he's been impressive. And um, and Taron Thomas is another one. He's um, he's obviously just gone down with a, a bad injury. Um, yeah. internal injury so um, unfortunate for him that he'll miss um, a little bit of footy but you know some of the things that he can do is pretty freakish as well oh, definitely. Um, yeah yeah I mean you don't like to single out guys um, but yeah they're some of the ones that I've seen through the main group um, that have done um, really well through the preseason and obviously the number one pick is uh, he's going to be pretty special um, as well in um, Horn Francis um, yeah, like seeing an eighteen-year-old. Like I remember when I was eighteen, it's like far out. He's um, yeah. There's no way I was doing what. Or you see, you don't see it very often. Yeah, in at any club, any player like do it, what he's doing. And yeah, the kids these days, um, obviously the under 18s programs, they're they're doing a good job because um, yeah, those guys they just come in ready to go. Um, and he's definitely one of them. So um, yeah, no, he's going to be a a special talent. Oh, no doubt. And obviously, the, all those players are playing. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, Taron's going to miss a bit of time, but they've looked amazing the last, towards the end of last year and obviously the start of this year, they've looked they've looked fantastic. So, um, yeah, I think the only way is up, is up for the uh, these boys and they're playing some good footy. So, um, yeah. it'll be good to see over the, uh, over the year and hopefully they can uh, do what the Ds did and then be, you can be still there while they do it. So... Hopefully, (laughs) (laughs) that's it. Um, To finish off uh, the podcast, I usually like to do a bit of a draft. This is the Under Pressure Draft. Um, I usually pick a topic, and then we go back and forth and select things or or people or and different things like that, and uh, have a bit of have a bit of fun. That's a sort of bit lighthearted end to the podcast. Yep. Um, we decide I'm going to do the guys that you want with the ball in their hands after the siren um, to win the game, kicking a set shot. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Um, you can go first. Is this So is this current day players or? Can be anyone you like. Anyone you like. Does that change? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, um, that's all right. If we can go anyone, all right. Yeah, anyone you like can be current day, can be um, years ago, can be whoever yep. you whoever you like. Yeah, all right, no worries. All right, let's do it then. Um, look, I'm going to kick things off um, 
with Matthew Lloyd I'm going to kick things off with. Um, yeah. So he didn't get to the 1,000 uh, like Buddy did the other night, but, man, he was a special, special talent. Um, yeah. He was playing. He was just one of the most accurate, accurate kicks uh, you found. I, I think he was almost 68, 69%, and he kicked 920 goals, and that, yeah. that's the same percentage when <laughs> when you got yeah. people like that doing um, things like kicking so straight and so accurate so... Yeah, he's going to be my number one. The Velvet Sledgehammer. That's um, the one. That's the yeah, that best nickname too, I reckon. That's a good one. Yeah. When, uh, when you said all-time, yeah, he definitely came to mind straight away. So that's, uh, that's a good pick. Um, oh, look, I'll, I'll just go straight to the top. Big plugger. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I've got a little boy. Um, he's 11. Um, you know, and... You know, taking down the park and um, you talk about goal kicking and that. He's the num- He's the one that I talk to. You talk about or talk about he, his technique, um, the way he held the ball, the way he stayed over it. Um, his technique was almost perfect. Um, his yeah. ball dropped so close to the boot. Um, yeah, he was a. I'm not sure what his percentage was, but. I mean, must have been pretty good. He kicked 1,300 goals. So, um, yeah, no, he uh, he's number one for me. Yeah, no, <laughs> look, I'm not going to argue with that one. Like that. They're pretty two, two very good, very good picks. Now, we might get a bit, might get a bit crazy now with the, uh, with the picks. Um, I'm going to go, um, oh, I've got a list. Um, I'm going to go a bit strange. It's not probably not the second best or third best ever, um, but I'm going to go um, actually with a former, well, former dog, uh, Tory Dixon. Uh, very, very good set shot in front of goal. Um, kicked, a bit, kicked about 180 goals, I think, and um, 75% um, percentage. Yeah. Um, very good set shot kick. Um, right. it, it, whenever it was in his hands, you just... Set shot wise, it was it was just always going through. So he was almost yeah. automatic, wasn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I played played a couple of years with Tory. Um yeah. the last couple of years there. And um yeah, similar, very similar. Like his technique was so good. And yeah, just um like every single time, um, you know, it looked exactly the same. Like yeah, some guys, you know, something small change in their technique and they'll wonder why they miss it. Um, but his was um, his was so good, um, yeah. Probably probably one of the best that yeah, well, yeah, probably the best that I played with. I played with a you know a couple of really good kicks. Acker Acker was a, a really good kick um, for goal. Well, both sides really. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> interesting. Brad Johnson was. An, I used to do a lot of goal kicking practice. We'd have comps at the end of training, and I'd always pair up with him. And he would smash <laughs> me. He was an unbelievable kick. But he, um, yeah, he probably, uh, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't listen. But um, yeah, he missed, he missed a couple after the siren. Um, I so, remember one of them was against the cats too. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. But no, he was he was unbelievable um, as well. Um, my next pick. Um, well, let's yeah, I'll go. I would pick Jason Dunstall, but. Like, because he was very similar to um, to Plugger. Like, his his technique was awesome. But I'll pick someone like current day. Um, and he, he's probably he's not a regular still um, in their side. But Darcy Fogarty, 
Like it seems like that. Ooh, yeah. Every time that guy gets it in his hands, like he, yeah, from wherever he is, um, he's very good. He's very good. Um, I think he's up there in um, goal kicking percentage as well. Um, yeah, per shot. So um, yeah, I'll take him too. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I forgot about him. He's definitely, and obviously hasn't played as much footy. So hopefully, I can get him in, and he can sort of develop into that um, yeah. that key forward that sort of to to go on with after sort of if Tex finishes yeah. up in a couple of years, he'll be the he'll be yeah. the main guy. But yeah, no, he's, that's a good pick. I like that one. I like that one. Um, I'm gonna go my third out of five. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go small forward, Luke Bruce. Yeah. Luke Bruce, um, yeah, he was obviously in the in the dynasty of the Hawks. Um, you, you sort of forget about him when obviously they had Buddy, they had um, they had Ruffy as well, and then Gunston for a period of time too. Look, he sort of just got he got forgotten a little bit, but he kicked as he kicked as many goals as what they did, and all of them were for, coming from set shots, and um, yeah. he barely missed either. Like he was um, he was probably more effective. Um, from the set shot than, um, than than most of the other guys in, in the team. I mean, Ruffy was pretty good um, yeah. as well, but oh, I think Bruce was was a very good set shot. Um, yeah, well, didn't he have? Uh, did he hold the record for most goals in a row? Or That's right. 20, yeah, twenty six or I don't know, probably more. I, I, there's something, yeah, something ridiculous. Um, yeah, with something absurd set shots, and he, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, number three. Um, well, let's go someone from. Uh, I'll go someone current day again. Um, yep. From my current team, big Nick Larky, the Silvlarky. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had him written down as well. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll He's very good at uh, at training. He actually missed a couple of set shots on the weekend, so he's probably not reliable. But I've, but I've got to pick. Uh, I've got to pick one of our boys. So um, oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. No, that's a good pick. Uh, he's gonna be. He's gonna be fantastic. He, he looks so good. It looked good again last week. Obviously, probably wasn't wasn't happy with his set shots, but still kicked. Still kicked uh, some was, goals. So it's the reason that uh, that we won in the end. Kicked six out of the uh, ten, I think. So um, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he's very good. Well, that's very it. Good. Uh, he's definitely he's going to be an amazing player for sure. Um, I'm going to go. Look, I can't. I'm, I'm a Geelong man. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with probably my favourite Geelong player in uh, Jimmy Bartell, the midfielder. Um, I feel like he's he was always pretty reliable from the uh, from the set shot uh, position. I mean, probably. Probably a bit random, um, but obviously I probably watched him close enough. And look, I saw him kick plenty of set shots, couple in a granny. You know, it's um, yeah. um, and a couple and and an important point at some point too, which was nice. Uh, a couple we, against Hawthorne one year, um, but yeah. yeah, I always just yeah always enjoyed his set shot, and um, I think he'd be pretty handy after the yeah. siren. Yeah. He kicked a couple over my head, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I um, always had the job on playing on him. They had so many, obviously, so many gun midfielders, but yeah, we'd um, we'd always yeah set up for him. Um, he was a bit of a barometer for him, and yeah, I mean, he was great overhead mark, and yeah, as you said, um, 
he's kicking for goals. He was dangerous, dangerous around goals. Um, so yeah, not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Um, I'll uh, I'll go another another former teammate. Um, and his his old man was a super boot um, as well. Um, yeah. Paul Hudson. Paul Hudson. Um, yeah. People probably don't. I don't know. Yeah, remember him um, as much as his dad, um, Peter. <laughs> but yeah, Hutto was. I should have mentioned him. Um, yeah, guys that I'd played with. Um, yeah, he played at Hawthorne and pretty sure he played at Richmond as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was watching him at training as well and in games. He was um, he was very good as well. Um, so yeah, he um, he was very impressive to watch. Um, you know, close up. Um, yeah, training and in games. So Hutto, he's on the list. <laughs> on the list, love it, love it. I like that one. That's a good one. Bit of a throwback. I like it. Um, oh, for my life, there's so many. I've got a bit of a list, but oh, I don't know whether to go whether to go biased or non-biased. You yeah. <laughs> uh, look. I'll, I'll I'll go biased. Why not? Why not? I'm gonna go the big tomahawk. Um, uh, he's kicked, he's kicked right. a couple after, yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, he's almost 700 goals now, and look, I can't leave him off a goal kicking list for sure. Yeah. <laughs> As a long man, um, no, he's obviously been a phenomenal forward for for a long time now, and kicks yeah. 25 plus for the last what 10 years or something, and a bit yeah. of an absurd number. So look, he, yeah, him and him and Jack, obviously. Uh, Jack Rewalt pretty pretty close at the moment. Like they they're sort of on par with with each other and in yeah. how long they've been around and yeah, a couple of couple of really good forwards there and um, seasoned seasoned veterans. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, you know, how much longer or well, those two can go on for. Um, yeah. Whether they'd get anywhere near the thousand. Um, <laughs> you know, oh, obviously, I don't want to no no do it again, but um, yeah. Um, no, he's um, yeah, he's a star, has been for a long time. Um, so good pick. Um, just came to my mind just before, um, probably one of the big, bigger characters in the game for the last pick. Um, the Fevolution, oh, uh, good choice. I like yeah. that, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, get him, get him within 60, and he's um, <laughs> and he's having a shot, and um. Oh, yeah, most of the time he was kicking it through the big sticks. He um, and from any angle, um, I was, a lot of people remember his. Um, I think it was his first yeah practice match with uh, that uh, that night game. Yeah, that was pretty special. Um, yeah, so I think uh, and then I remember he. My home club is the Aubrey Tigers, and um, he went up and played with Yarrawonga in the Ovens yeah. and Murray. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, they they play off against each other in the grand finals, and I think he you know he kicked a hundred. I think we might have played two, three, four seasons up there, maybe. But I think he kicked a hundred in uh, in each year, and um, I don't think he got too far away from the goal square. But um, doesn't need to. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the guys up there say he's just automatic. Just go walk back to the center square if he if he had it inside fifty. Um, so yeah. And then I think, yeah, he went and played at Deer Park for a while. And, um, yeah, sort of, it's a, um, yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't uh, 
take back anything that he'd done. Um, but yeah, like he he could have been someone that went on to kick a thousand as well. I reckon um, the yeah. you know, talent talent that he had um, and his ability to kick a goal. Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, won't be doing that. But um, yeah, no, he's. Um, I'm glad I thought of Fev because um, that's a yeah. Good, yeah, that was a really good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit annoyed I didn't think of that one. That's a really good one. Really, yeah. really good one to finish off. Finish off yeah. the list, but that that'll just about do us, mate. Thanks so much for for jumping on and giving having yep. a chat and providing a whole lot of insight into into your career, your injuries, um, rehab, and, and all that. So thanks so much for for jumping on the Under Pressure Podcast, mate. No, no worries. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for thanks for having me. And yeah, good luck um, with your third, uh, yeah, ACL. And you're nearly there. You're saying so. Uh, That's yeah. it. You're good to uh, hear you back on the cricket field and enjoying your sport again. Yeah, I can't, can't wait for that. That's for sure. That's for sure. Okay. Now, remember to uh, like, share and subscribe all our social media as well as like and sharing our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Again, thanks to Daniel for joining us and we'll see you on the next. The Under Pressure Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to subscribe and share it with all your friends and family. And while you're at it, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at underpressure1 underscore and underpressurepodcast on Facebook. And we'll see you on the next.